This is Podcast for Columbus. Recording from Columbus, Ohio, home of the hardest working team. Coda Stewart and Todd Fichtenberg are talking all things soccer. Columbus Crew, International, Premier League, and everything in between. Welcome to our conversation. Welcome to Podcast for Columbus, recording live on Sunday, May 12th. Happy Mother's Day, 2019, from the Crew Corner in Northeast Columbus. I'm Todd Fichtenberg at Toddick33, and with me is Dakota Stewart at Coda Stewart. Um, we had two games since we last recorded. One was on Wednesday, which was a very, very good game, and yours truly was not there. And last night, against the other LA team, which was very, very bad. So, unfortunately, I had a lot of work to do. Um, and I had to work, and I decided to pick one game to skip, and I skipped the wrong one. So you could actually probably blame me for last night's loss by coming to the game. So sorry about that, guys. <sighs> I am blaming you. You are or you're not? I am. Oh, okay. We played the best when you weren't there, so you came back and it's ruined incredible. it. incredible. Like, I was getting exams while I was watching that. I'm like, man, I picked the wrong game to skip. So, Anywho, well, Wednesday was a 3-1 win over the LA Galaxies, and then we played the other LA team, LEFC, and lost to those bums. Three zip, which we'll get to that later, but I don't think that score was really representative of how how we played, but we can talk about that more later. Let's get into the LA Galaxy game. Kick off. All right, so this is a segment where we review the most recent matches, and again, in this case, two matches, but we'll start with the LA Galaxy match on Wednesday, the one I missed. There was a crew legend in the house, and yes, I'm referring to Matt Lamson. (laughs) Gosh. Thank you, thank you. Um, But yes, GBS was also there. I'm not even going to try to say his name because I have the resident Argentinian on the panel, and I don't want him to make fun of me for the way that I say it. And I probably would. (laughs) So I'll say GBS. He was there. And he's the best player in crew history. Why? Because he's won trophies. That's actually false. Yes. But it's actually true. It's a conversation for another day. <laughs> yes. And I don't understand all the whining about how he didn't visit Nordeca. Uh, maybe because he's not a Columbus crew player. Uh, Were people complaining about that? It's all over Twitter. Yeah. No. That he didn't come to Nordeca. Well, he has no obligation to do so. Agreed. So the crew lineup was your typical 4-2-3-1. Big shocker. Stefan was in goal. In your back, you had Francis, Sarlon Mensa, and Jimenez. Hey, you started your best center back pairing. Go figure. Finally. Uh, Trapp and Artur in the holding mid. Rubinho, Iguain, Santos attacking, and Zardas up top. In your LXC, Galaxy, Galaxies, nobody cares. Um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic played. And I, from what I heard, there was a lot of LA Galaxy men in the stadium for Mr. Ibrahimovic. Yeah, I saw quite a few Galaxy shirts, which isn't uncommon. Whenever yeah. the Galaxy comes to Columbus, there's always a good Galaxy following crowd, which doesn't make sense to me unless you're from LA, Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, I had one friend who, he actually, he was an LA fan first, and then moved to Columbus, ended up switching to Columbus, which is another side of the story, but it was interesting. Um, it's very typical since the away team always, there's one particular hotel downtown they always stay at, and... People always go, I've seen people with pictures of Kaka and pictures with um, with the German guy from Chicago, Faya, um, Schweinsteiger, I drew a blank on his name, <laughs> and, uh, and I was walking, this is what was weird, I was walking home from work at about 
5.30, maybe 6, somewhere in that range. And there were people with Ibrahimovic jerseys outside of that hotel. And I was very confused because I'm like, isn't there a game going on an hour and a half? Aren't they there already? Why would they still be here at the hotel? So that was very strange. But anywho, uh, so that's the Galaxies. Matt Lampson was on the bench, unfortunately. Well, actually, good thing because um, then we can say that, hey, Bingham, you suck because he did. Um, there were goals in this game and goals actually stored, scored by Columbus crew players. Which is shocking. <laughs> and I wrote here in my notes... Um, is this an anomaly? And I guess we learned last night that, yes, it was an anomaly. Definitely. So in the 27th minute, 27th minute Robinho um, sent a ball to Zardes, who scored. Wait, do I have that backwards? Yeah, it was a uh, 27th minute. Um, Robinho put in a forward cross. Um, he wasn't directly lateral to Jesse, but it, it was a perfect ball into him against the keeper. Jesse put his foot on it. One timed it right, uh, right past Bingham. So it was a great finish. That's right. Okay, so that was Jazzy's goal. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, they gave Pipa a secondary assist, which I thought was pretty generous. Um, if Cam was here, he would probably rail against the the secondary assist. But it I turns hate out secondary assist also th- that makes Pipa get sixty two assists and is now the all time assist leader for the Columbus Crew, taking over. I think for Warzia, right? Yeah, uh, Warzia used to have it, but. His is also counting secondary assist, which isn't an accurate number either. So, Actually, that was a question I had. I'm glad you know that because I was wondering w- whether they added secondary assist later or not because that would be even more unfair. But but I think that was a very generous secondary assist, but it's all right. But Pipa did get his own goal in the 53rd minute um, on a ball from Zardes. Um, it did take a defec- deflection before it went, went into the back of the net, but hey, it was a goal. Was and we're up to nothing. Though. I was very confused. Iguain's first goal of the season, so... Very happy to see that finally come. It's his what goal? First goal of the season. Oh, I don't think I even realized that. Yeah, he has one goal, and I think he has three assists now, I want to say, with the secondary assist. That shouldn't count. But good that he can get his name on the goal score. But I thought sheet. he's been, like, the best player all season. That's kind of interesting. He's not. <laughs> I wish he has. <laughs> yeah, back to 2016-2017 form. Um, and then shock of all shocks, Jimenez scores a goal. Um, for the first time in five years in the 66th minute. One thing I loved about that goal is just watching it on TV. He just was so nonchalant, like, eh, I'm going to kick this. It went in. He kind of was like, yeah, the goal went in. I knew it was going to go in. Yeah. It went in. It was actually kind of funny to see. Yeah, he had great composure on that ball. Um, it was actually a deflection. It was initially going in for Jesse. Jesse couldn't finish it, and then it kind of just fell right in front of Hector. He rushed right up to it and kind of curved it around the keeper right into the perfect spot. The thing I loved about it was it came against the Galaxy, which is his former right. team. So, like, he hasn't scored for five years, and the time that he finally does score, it's against his old team. So I loved it. Um, he had great reaction. Definitely, you can tell he was happy to get the goal, obviously, but um, it, it was a good moment for him. Yeah, exactly. So one thing that was really interesting was he celebrated his goal. You know, there's some people who'd be crying about a player celebrating against a team, Suarez, <laughs> against a team that he played four or five years ago. And you just need to relax because he doesn't play for that team anymore. So, anywho, that's one thing I've never understood about soccer is like being a quote unquote newer fan. And Jesse also scored, or he celebrated his goal against. Oh, Tyler. that's right. Yes, I forgot he's from there too. But that's one thing I've never understood is I think the respect is cool, but I don't think it's necessary or required. Um, it's just like maybe if you just got traded last week, 
Yeah. Maybe. I but think it's five years is kind of a long time. Yeah, definitely five years. That's you have no reason to not celebrate. But I think like the first game playing against your club, if you score, okay, maybe not celebrate just out yeah. of, you know, respect. Thanks for having me or whatever. But any goal after the first one, definitely celebrate. Even the most uh, arrogant soccer player in the world, Cristiano Ronaldo, even he didn't celebrate against the uh was it Porto? Who's the Portugal team he came from? I forget who it is. Yeah, he was with Porto. Yeah, even he didn't when they played in Euro, Euros or something. I don't remember what it was. They played in something. Anyway, this is this is a crew podcast. <laughs> Moving on. And then late in the game in the 87th minute, let Jet um, pass to Steres and took away the shutout. Zach was super ticked <laughs> yeah, because the defense kind of shut down a little bit and he was telling them all to focus. Um, and I don't know about you at the game, but I kind of had a panic like, oh, no, they're going to get two more goals. <laughs> That's literally how I felt watching that game in the 87th minute. No, honestly, when Hector scored the third for the crew, I was pretty comfortable. I, I knew that we were going to be able to hold down. and uh, Unfortunately, we weren't able to cl- uh, get the clean sheet, but I, I was confident that we were going to finish the game with a win after the third one. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it sucks that we got the one against us. Yeah, I didn't know how that would go because I said that to the guy I sat next to at the game. Uh, and he said, oh, yeah, we were all worried in the stadium, too. So, um, And we had some substitutions. For once, um, there's no complaining because we were up. But um, uh, Porter did bring on Guzman in the 74th minute for Pipa. I'm not even sure at that point if he'd even traded with the team yet. Um, so that was kind of interesting. He might have had one day, but I don't know. I don't know what their uh, training schedule was around game game day. Yeah, again, unfortunately, Cam's not here, but my number one question was, Oh, Justin Miram's coming on. We're going to talk about him later. Uh, he gets to play for four whole minutes. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> We're sitting here watching Atlanta versus Orlando. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with us? And so, uh, speaking of which, Guzman was wearing number nine, and I wanted to ask Cam like, how he feels about a uh, you know midfield player wearing number nine who doesn't play that role. But, anywho, I think that is kind of slightly savage to like immediately take his number. Um, I... <laughs> I don't know. I saw somewhere that he was supposed to take number five. I don't know why he didn't take five and then a calm take nine. Yeah. And then Miriam's wearing 14, which I have no idea what that's all about. Maybe it's just something that was left. Well, they have a, a better number nine. <laughs> yeah, no, but he could at least do like a 99 or like a 29 or something like that. But like 14, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, no idea. That was probably like one of the only low numbers that they had available. All right. So... She can big fat zero. <laughs> um, one thing about Guzman, immediately when he came on, he did make a pretty sweet like nutmeg play. I forgot who it was on. And he's a big dude. I didn't realize he was, he's like a, we're getting a little bit into the LAFC game, but he's a little bit of a, of a physical player, which I don't mind. Yeah, um, he's he's more of like a bulldog type player per yeah. se. Um, a lot more aggressive than Artur and Will, which I love because most of the time I think that they're too conservative. Um, but yeah, I, I loved what we saw from Guzman the first game. Uh, he, he didn't get too much time, but uh, just get a little bit of uh, minutes with the lads out there, get comfortable. We were already up 3-0, so just out let him run around. Out there in the around. footy pitch, kicking that, balling around with his boots. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah, so I liked what I saw from that. Um, the referee group, Ruby Alvasquez, another new guy. Um, I was just, again, I was just watching it while I was grading papers, but I didn't see anything stick out to me like, oh, that guy was garbage. So that was good. And plus we won. So at least there's nothing to complain about. Um, for once, not the center of attention. Um, we'll get uh, into that a little bit later. Um, so other thoughts about the game. Um, I did notice one Santos dive, unfortunately, um, just for the 
just to keep it real here on the podcast. It yeah. was towards the end of the game. There was one where... And for the record, um, Zlatan also dived and... Got ML- fined for it. MLS fined both Zlatan and Santos. Oh, I didn't see that. Santos got fined. I didn't see that Zlatan yeah. got fined, which yeah, was they, awesome. Yeah, they both got the the fine for their oh, simulation. Interesting. Okay, so I have a question for you. So after the game, it sounded like they were not playing Africa. Is this a fact? Did they play Africa after the game? Honestly, I didn't notice if they did or not. I didn't hear it personally. Um, the only thing I heard was when they were uh, giving people his game ball for most assist record, everybody was cheering for GBS. So oh. that's another problem in itself. <laughs> <laughs> At least they weren't cheering for Zlatan. I know, but like if you go back and watch the video that uh, um, the account posted the on-the-field moment, the only thing that you can hear in the back is the crowd cheering for GPS, which, I mean... Well, maybe people should be bringing trophies home. I mean, maybe if you had better teammates. <laughs> Not going to happen this year. <laughs> but, but no, that is interesting. That's probably what it was. It's probably a song leading into the into the um, presentation, because that's something that's always annoyed me, is that when they play Africa after a loss or a tie. But Yeah, that should not be for win. All right, so moving on to last night's Crew LAFC game. Unfortunately, you have to touch on it. This was a game of the black and gold versus the black and yellow. <laughs> Yeah, that deserves a laugh drop. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but yesterday, yesterday I posted that thing. Uh, there's only room for one black and gold team, and that's LAFC. I only did that to wrestle people, I know. And, it, and it did. It worked out. So and mission the great accomplished. Part was I just wanted to make. Sure, I just wanted to point out it was you because I knew that you <laughs> didn't believe that, and I. It's a conversation I've had since I've started Twitter, and people always get mad at me. And the number one comeback they always have is they they take a screenshot of the black and gold boulevard i'm like yeah that's not really that helpful yeah i think people took that a lot more I'm sorry, serious i didn't mean to call been. you out evan that's not it wasn't geared towards you but a lot of people have done that to me in the past <laughs> i gotta take be nice easy. i have to see him next weekend it was just a joke we're s- still black and gold if you want us to be yeah i just it's one of those things um where it's um i don't know it's, i just don't care like I still view us as a yellow team. Like yeah, I, don't. I don't get bent out of shape about the black and gold things. I just I just don't understand it. They're like it's rewriting history. It's really not. If we literally were black and gold, then I would have more of an issue. With it. Like but we're just not. LAFC. They are literally black, and they the color is literally gold. Yeah, like twenty four. Our character. color is yellow. Right. If you want to keep up with the tradition and call us black and gold, go for it. I'm not going to do that because I think that it's yellow. It is yellow, but. Teach their own. All right, so we're just procrastinating getting to talk about this game, but I yeah, skipped the wrong it's, game. It's not a fun game to talk <sighs> about. We lost three nothing. To be honest, I don't think that that scoreline did the game justice. I thought till like the eighty something mid eighty minutes. I actually thought it was pretty fun. I know that we kicked the ball around a lot in our own half. We had possession was near equal, um, but and LFC was clearly the better team, and they there was a few chances that they had that didn't capitalize on. Yeah, but. I actually had fun, like up until the last two goals. I actually thought, well, this is fun. We could potentially get a goal out of this, and even if not, a one nothing loss to the best team in the league isn't so bad. Yeah, but then, and I mean, that's calamity the thing. struck. Like we had a interesting lineup, which we'll go through that in a minute. But the last two goals didn't come until the 88th and the right. 90th minute. So I mean, it was a one nil game the whole time. We were out there trying to get the equalizer, running into the same exact problems that we've been running into for the past. Uh, how many weeks are we into the season now? We just cannot score goals. 
which is a problem in itself that needs addressed. But um, overall, this wasn't the worst performance, but I think this was one of the mo more frustrating performances. Um, I, I was annoyed just because we we can't get that finishing touch. We can't get the goal that we need. Um, and it's the same exact thing week after week, and it's just getting repetitive and more frustrating as time goes on. Are we in the goals will come era? Dun, 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 dun. I don't know what era we're in, but I want to get out of it. <laughs> Correct. I know. I completely agree. Hopefully we'll call it a rebuilding era. But anyways, let's get into that starting lineup. We had, it was a, build as a 433. I feel like they broke, I feel like sometimes they played in their typical 4231, and then sometimes I felt like we played three in the back. So it was kind of an interesting, I'm not sure how strictly they followed the 433, but technically... Um, we had Jimenez, Saro, Mensa, and Williams in the back. Williams at right back for some crazy reason. Uh, that uh, Whalen just took a knock in training, I think, this oh. week. So he's out suspectedly two to three weeks. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even see that. So, Actually, yeah. I see it off Twitter after the game, so that's probably why I didn't see that. But then I did know, notice that um, one thing we I didn't mention is Mr. Bendick was in goal for Stefan. Stefan was pictured with his foot in a boot, but my guess is he wanted to fly to Manchester to take partake <laughs> in the trophy presentation today. Just kidding. But yeah. Um, and then, so anyways, Bendick was in goal. Guzman, Trapp, and Artur was, were in the midfield and then kind of had Robinho, Zardes, and Santos up top. Um, but I feel like they still kind of played. The way it looked like they played to me, it looked like Guzman was kind of playing the people role. Is A lot of it what it looked like to me, but again, I'm not your soccer expert, but it seemed like he was in the middle a lot, and Robinho and Santos still bombed up and down the wings with Zardas up front. But I feel like we didn't really play a 10 role. I feel like we had just two eights. So oh, that's fair. It was Guzman and Artur with the same job. Will had his same job. We just didn't have a 10, if that makes sense. That does make sense. Uh, but it was one of those where I feel like Guzman spent most of his time in the midfield, like yeah, in yeah, the yeah. middle. Um, and then also, Cronali was on the bench, which was good to see. Um, a boy, Crognail. Um, LEFC, who, I meant to look up this up before the pod, but Miller, he actually, even though he only had one save, believe it or not, we had one shot on target the entire game, and I'm sure we'll get to that one. Elite. But um, he actually... He reminded me in a weird way of Neuer, like his positioning and the way he like commanded the box. So I don't know if he's some good guy that they got from somewhere. Do you have any idea? I honestly don't know where he came from. Because Miller's just such a generic name. But yeah, he's good. But um, And Rossi, like not to give too much props to FC, but he was actually very fun to watch. Um, if he, I wish he was playing for my team, but yeah. he was all over. Defensive plays, shots off the crossbar, um, and then he even switched wings. And like sometimes like, hey, where'd he go? Oh wait, he's over on that side shooting now. So he's like Yeah, good. he's he was a great pickup. He came from uh Pinarol in Uruguay. Yeah, he's from he, the country that invented Mate, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. Um, but yeah, he came from uh from Uruguay, just won the championship with them and then went to LAFC. So oh, okay. he, he's a very good player, um, quality winger. I wish we had someone like him. Um, but yeah, he's he's a yeah. Maybe he'll come ball. to the crew instead of living in Los Angeles. I mean, yeah, Columbus is way better than LA. <laughs> Absolutely, and um, this shows how dumb I am because before the game, before I looked him up, I thought he was Italian. <laughs> I thought with that name, I'm like, oh, he's an Italian player. But yep, shows what I know. <laughs> All right, moving on to those goals. We had on the twenty seventh minute, Avela passed to K. Um, I'm trying to remember. That's all I wrote down. But I'm trying to remember how the goal went. Um, 
because I do know that Mr. Bendick got a lot of hate for that goal. Um, yeah. I've rewatched it a hundred times. Honestly, I, I don't know what what happened there. It looked like he might have been trying to pass forward to get the easy tap in, but it just kept going and curled around Bendick and went to the far post for a goal. It was like slow motion. I've watched it a couple times on replay, and I just I feel like Bendick could have got there, but at the same time, that's a hard ball to read because it it did look like it was going to end up being a pass. It just it just went the distance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that everybody was kind of taken by surprise by it too. So I don't think it was like entirely entirely on him. And if that um, same goal would have happened to Zach, nobody would have been saying anything. The only reason people right. are hating on th- that particular goal is because it's Bendick. Yeah, and so three minutes prior to that, there was that kerfuffle between Kay and Bendick, um, where. Yeah, right outside the box. Yeah, and was that the sliding tackle or was that the one where he blocked the ki- the kick? That I was can't the one that was. He blocked the kick and I just knocked it out of Bendick's possession, um, and then he got upset. Ref went over. I, I, don't I actually know yelled he... at Bendick. The ref went over, yelled at Bendick. And <laughs> yeah, but... there's another one. I can't remember who it was, but that did a slide tackle into to Bendick. So if the goal was to get in his head, I mean that definitely worked. Um, so. Also in that case, it appears to me, at least in my unexpert soccer eye, that Vela was actually passing the or no, that K was actually passing the ball and it went in. That's what it kinda looked like to me. It kinda looked like Bendig was prepared for the pass. Yeah, yeah. And then it ended up being a shot. But I don't think it was a shot. I think it was just that it just caught everybody off guard because it went in the net. Almost kinda sort of like Jimenez last week. Well, I mean, he shot it, but I'm just saying like that was a bad example. I shouldn't have said that. But like a lot of times, you'll have like a cross that ends up going in the net. It looked like one of those type things to me. So I'm not angry at Bendik for the first goal. Yeah, I mean, he could have done better, but it, it was just too hard to read, honestly. Um, but it, in, in the end, it doesn't matter. And then the rest of the game. Actually, I wanted to point out that LAFC had 20 shots. That is not on Bendik that they are allowed to shoot 20 times they had eight shots shots on goal on target yeah eight on goal and we only had eight shots total one shot on target right so at that point in the game let's just say that there were 18 shots with six on target five of them were saves and honestly they were all good saves um like there might have been one kicked right to him but he from from my money i thought in the first half i thought bendick was was our best player um because the offense wasn't getting it done but then late, late, late in the game, the 88th minute, Diamande, after a howl of a headed back pass from Mensa, that whole that whole sequence of events was like some sort of weird Keystone Cops thing where you had, um, I think Guzman had the original back pass, right? Yeah, Guzman passed back. It, and then Mensa tried to clear pass. it. It was honestly poor communication throughout yes, right. all, of, all of them. The um, whole team. I don't know if Bendik didn't call it off. Uh, he saw the ball coming down the whole way. Jonathan was looking up at the ball. I don't know if he didn't call it off to Bendik, um, but whatever happened, it did not work. Bendik and Mensa collided. Uh, Vela had an open goal and crashed it off the post, which I loved. Oh, uh, but then I cheered, and then I was like, oh, crap, it bounced too perfect. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, Diamante was right there, and easy finish. Sometimes you have to get those breaks, and that just wasn't one of them. Like, that was not it. Oh, no, it wasn't Vela with the... Miss it was uh, it was actually Rossi now that I remember. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was somebody, but that that, that should have scored and yeah. hit out the crossbar. Yeah, it was Rossi that missed the open net, and then it uh, bounced back for Diamante to finish, which is unfortunate. Oh, I have in my notes. This is great show prep, guys. This is the massive report, <laughs> sponsored by some real estate company. Um, no, Perez. It was number eighteen. Perez is what I wrote down for the open net miss. Yeah, I thought it was Rossi. Well, it's one of those three. So that's your hard-hitting analysis. Um, I can't read my notes. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm watching this replay right now. <laughs> what, I got to see it. We got to see it to see what happens. Oh, and my MLS app just crashed. Well, there's a shock. This is fantastic. This is great quality radio. But while you look that up, we'll talk about the 90th <laughs> goal minute because then Vela shoots a ball. That honestly, that one I think Bendik could have stopped. But I do want to criticize just so it's not all on Bendik. But Trap and Jimenez just stared at Vela like he, he was scared to death of them. He like, ran right in between them. I, they made no attempt to get the ball whatsoever. And they had this total look of fear on their face like, oh no. Like, and then Vela was going 1v1 with Sorrow outside the box. So, I mean, if Sorrow's going to commit to a slide tackle, it has to be perfect. Uh, and then Vela just took his shot. And it was it was a great finish, honestly. Yeah, it was it was actually a nice goal, but I I think Benick might have been able to grab it, but that goal should have never been a shot. I guess is my point. Yeah, he um, definitely should have been stopped way before he even had the opportunity to take the shot. So tweet at me. I don't understand soccer. That's all good. <laughs> I do enjoy receiving those tweets with no other additional explanation. But yeah, and like we're not out here like standing Benick as, right. as we've been uh, accused of. I just oh, don't, have we been accused of that? Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm <laughs> um, impressed. I just don't think he's been given a fair chance. The only two games he's played, he's played against LAFC, which is currently first in the West, and he's played against Philadelphia Union, which is first in the East. He's played against the top two teams that are fighting for the supporter shield right now. Um, so I don't think there's a lot you can take away from that. They're just far superior teams than we are, and the rest of the team let him down. <laughs> yeah, those two late goals are so unfortunate because I think a 1-0 score line, I think that was pretty fair for the effort of the team. Well, I shouldn't say effort because LAFC had a lot of shots, but in terms of the way it should have gone. But anyways, let's get away from those goals. Um, and the problem, well, before I'll mention it, but if I do think we need, and I do like I do like Bendik, I do think he, but he is an MLS goalkeeper. It's like Lamps and his bounce from team, even though I love the guy as a person. He's... Not really an MLS caliber starting goalkeeper. I kind of feel the same about Bendik. I think he's good, but he's just not. He's not Stefan. And honestly, we're not. We're it's never probably going to be a, a while till we get another Stefan. And you know what? I don't even want to get another Stefan because right. we don't need that good of a goalkeeper. We can get. We can. We need to find some kind of Stefan Fry, uh, Milia, somebody that's Brad Guzman, Brad Frito. <laughs> Jeez, no, please no. Um, but I don't want to go out and spend all this money on a goalkeeper when. We have, I don't know, like five positions or more where we need to put more focus and more money, more effort into. If we have a better team all around, goalkeeper ultimately shouldn't be that big of right. an issue. Right, and that's why when I first started finally team, like Greenbaum, Greenbaum was always like the number one goal, the number one saves. I'm like, man, that's so good to have the goalkeeper <laughs> at the most saves. And then when I thought about it, I'm like, wait a minute, that means, means the most defense. shots are getting through. Yeah. So, so when I say another Stefan, I don't mean another player like Stefan. I mean another, I almost want to say standalone player, a player who's that good. Um, and also one thing I did like about the way that we played with Bendik, and also Miller played this way too, but a lot of long balls from the box. Yeah, I personally prefer that. 
I know the soccer purists want the playing out the back. They want the tiki taka, but I really, really love those long balls from the from the back. <laughs> so maybe we'll go back to that style. Who knows? Alrighty, so the substitution this game at halftime, Iguain came on for Artur. Do you know if that was planned or, or was Artur being poor or was he injured or what was going on there? Because I personally think Artur had a, probably the worst half I've ever seen him in a crew shirt. Uh, I wasn't impressed with Artur, but I would have been fine taking any of the midfielders out uh, for people to come in. So I guess it was just luck of the draw. Yep, and then the 65th minute, Akam came on for Rubino, which was actually quite exciting because I'm a big fan of of speedy wing play. Yeah. But I'm, he made, he made some, so it must, might've been for him not playing with us, but he made some really weird runs that I didn't understand what he was doing. Like, yeah, it, it was really strange to watch, but yeah, but at but the that same time, improve. he only had like one day to practice right, with us. Right. So there's really nothing that we can take away from that. And he wasn't even on the field for that long. So honestly, this was just him getting in minutes and exposure with the team. So yeah. that's fine with me. And then the third sub. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> I don't know just why kidding. we don't make three subs. Like, what is the purpose of only making two subs when there are players that are not playing very well? Then, as a reminder, our bench was Hansen uh, and Mullins could have come on as attackers. And actually, the guy next to me at the game, he asked me, what sub should we make? And I said Hansen for um, for Santos. So, it should have been something. but Or, I guess it could have been Mullins for Zardes. But or, hear me out. I'm ready. Hansen for Zardes and then put a come up top. Ooh. See, now that's thinking for real. Yeah, I w- would love to up front. Because uh, Zardes was doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. He was running around, I guess, wasn't he? <laughs> no, that is that is good. I hadn't thought about that. I, yeah, I'm almost at my wits end with Zardes. Um, he's he's got to be better. But And it would be fun to switch on. <laughs> we can go more into that later. Yeah, it would be fun to switch on the, you know, make it two up front. Yeah. Um, so, refereeing, um, I saw a lot of continued criticism. Um, I didn't honestly think the referee had a bad game. Um, he was just very reluctant to pull out a yellow card for either team, but at least he was consistent. So, like, there were certain calls that I think he should have made, but he didn't make them throughout. Um, but there was one play that I don't understand. I don't know if you remember it, but when was it? It was in the 85th minute. There is no possible way on this earth that Santos was offside as he headed towards goal. And the flag went up and the whistle blew immediately, which is really strange because the refs are trained to not blow the whistle if there's a player that could potentially lead to a goal. Right. But it's possible that the referee thought, oh, this is Santos. There's no way he's going to score. He's going to fall in the box. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just trying to um, press the narrative. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I don't think it was going to be a goal for sure, but that was pretty crazy for the whistle to go. And trying to watch on the replay... There's no, I, he was, he just, in my mind, there's no way he was offside. Yeah, that was a iffy call that I wasn't very happy with. Yeah, so that one was very confusing to me, but, but other than that, I didn't have much of an issue. Everybody around me was livid that Trap got booked. That was a horrible, horrible challenge. I'm sorry. So he deserved to get, in fact, they said, man, he should get booked for that. <laughs> and then uh, the problem was then, oh, who was it? Somebody got, I think it was Jimenez just got taken out after the whistle blew. Yeah. And the way soccer works is it's kind of like a first in, first out. Whatever fouls called, whatever happens after that, you know, it's tough cookies. So um, so I wasn't too upset with that situation either. Uh, but yeah, so um, my favorite part of the Crew Twitter Man of the Match, I know I've said on here often that we should not be giving Man of the Match to when we lose our draw, but 
they got ratioed big time, which was my favorite part was that three out of the four options were probably three of the worst players. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like know who, who made those options. Maybe it was the person who runs social media or maybe it's like an advertising thing. I just thought that was weird too, but man, and the they wrong got person hurt. won for the record. Will Trap won man of the match, which he was not. I voted That's for Hector Mr. Jimenez. Um, I would have voted for, honestly, I would have voted for Bendik. So, you know, at me if I you think know. that that's crazy. But Josh Williams was game. an option. I thought Josh Williams was atrocious. Atrocious. He was playing right back, but still, he, gosh, I was so frustrated with him all night. I, I don't think he played a good game. I honestly would give him a three and the lowest is four. <laughs> oh, speaking of gradings, why don't we just go ahead and go right into our grades. Starting 11. So since you already talked about Williams, you gave him a three. Um, yeah, I'd give him a four. Yeah, it, it was not good. Um, if you want to like do a hybrid, there's a couple of these just because I feel bad dinging people for having such a great Wednesday game. Yeah. Or if you want to say this is just for this game or that game, that's fine. I just don't have, in my mind, I didn't watch enough of the Wednesday game to like watch for positioning and stuff like that. But starting with Zardes, he gets a five because, again, he's continu- when he has the ball... He has continued, I don't know what you want to call it. It's almost like Finley syndrome. When Finley got in his head after his goal got called off by the CONCACAF AR, um, he would delay a half a second before making a decision. And that's what led to nothing happening. And Zardes did that so many times, whether he waited to pass, whether he waited to shoot, whether it was an extra touch or a long touch, and that drove me nuts. So he gets a five. He's honestly so slow on the ball, and I don't understand it because off the ball, he's great. But as soon as he gets the ball in possession... Something happens and he just loses all momentum, which is very frustrating. Anyway. So what kind of number does he get? Uh, Zardes for LA Galaxy game, I'm going to give him a six. I thought he was just average. He did get the goal as expected from your striker. But other than that, I don't really think he did too much to get a higher grade than just average. So six for um, LA Galaxy. Uh, good to score against his old team. But LAFC, I'm going to give him a four. Didn't possess, or he didn't pose any kind of threat. Um, slow on the ball. Didn't create anything, honestly. And I, I was frustrated with him. All right, so Robinho. Um, actually, I have been really big on let's give him time, let's give him time. He's great. He's going to be great. But I just, I don't know if it's coming. <laughs> Because it's the same thing. The same first touch issues, the same delayed reaction issues. So I'll give him a six. I think he at least tried a little bit harder than Zardes, but he did also have a, like a blatant dive in the game. Like, I don't know how he didn't get booked for that, but um, but the referee just did one of his, you know, get up things. But yeah, six for me for Robinho. Um, for LA Galaxy game, I'm going to give him a seven. Um, I thought he put in good work. I was happy with what I saw. Uh, and then for LAFC, I'll give him a six. It was just an average performance for him. And Pedro Santos, uh, he should have scored. The, there was one spot, and I can't figure out after watching it a hundred times. It was a perfect cross. Yeah, and then perfect. he just one time it, it right into the goalkeeper, which is some, what we've been saying we want to see. But did the goal was the goalkeeper that good to get in position, or did he kick it right at the goalkeeper? I don't. I don't think the goalkeeper had to move very much, if at all. But um, so on that note, I give Santos a six. Yeah, for both of these games, I'm going to give Santos a six. It was just average from him. Um, it, it was a little worse than what we've seen in the past couple of weeks. Uh, he has been good the past couple of weeks, but I, I don't know. It's uh, if just the amount of games and such a short time is taking a toll on him, but. Um, 
especially last night, I don't think that he was as good as he has been the couple games before that. Yeah, well, is this our second or third Wednesday game? Like, it's like... This is the second Wednesday. And do we have one more this season, or are we done with Wednesdays? Uh, we actually have one, two, three more Wednesday Three games. more Wednesdays? Yep, oh, they're man. all away, though. Oh, man. So, yeah, I'm not sure how, how to take that, but yeah, I do think there was some level of tiredness there. I mean, we got the U.S. Open Cup coming up, too, in June, so... Yep. Um, and then we had Pipa, um, who, again, on Wednesday, um, he just... A goal and assist pretty good gave him a nine and then i just think he was just average or below average so i'm gonna give him a a uh, hybrid score of seven for the last two games i know he only played a half the last game but still yeah for uh galaxy that was his best game so far this season um it, it was great to see him get the goal first goal of the season and another assist uh, although secondary um but i'm gonna give him a nine uh man of the match in my opinion um doesn't that mean he gets a 10 no, that's what I was going to touch on. Like normally, I give oh. man of the match ten, uh, but I don't think it was like a perfect performance. There were still a couple iffy passes that I wasn't happy with, but overall, he was great. Um, so I'll give him a nine for that game. And then um, for the game yesterday against LAFC, he only played a half, so I really can't give him like a full score. But I'll just give him a six, just average for yesterday. Alrighty then. So Guzman, um, it's cool to see him play. Um, I think he's a very physical player. Um, not a whole lot of finesse or speed, but I feel like sometimes we lack that type of player, like like the Chani enforcer type player. Um, so I will give him just an average, and this is not a knock on him. I think he'll do better, but, I mean, he had, what, one day to practice with the team before yeah. he played. So, I mean, I'll give him an average six at this point, but I do have high hopes for, for what we can get out of him. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't even been with the club for a whole week, and he's already played in two games. Um, first game, I can't really give him a, a huge or an accurate rating because he didn't play very much, but I was happy with what he did on the field when he did come on. Um, I do like his bulldog mentality where he's bulldog. just not taking crap from anybody and he just Hashtag goes Hashtag feed the dog. Yeah, feed feed that goozy man. <laughs> uh, but then yesterday, I think um, there were a couple chances that he had that he, he couldn't finish. Um, that's not particularly his role anyway, but um, I would still like to see him take advantage of those opportunities. And then um, he had a couple iffy passes, the one pass back to Mensa that led to the goal, um, a couple changes in possession. Um, so for yesterday, all things considered, time with the club and everything, I'm just going to give him a six. All righty. So Will Trapp, um, even the guy next to me who's a huge Trapp, Trapp fanboy, well, actually he's an older man, so fan man, um, he even saying was Will's not having a good game today, is he? And I'm like, what do you mean all season? So I'm gonna give him a below average of five point five. Uh, yeah, for Galaxy game Wednesday, I think midfield was kind of underwhelming, both him and Artur. Um, I'm gonna give him a six for Wednesday against the Galaxy, and then yesterday, it's the same thing that we've been seeing repetitively this season. Uh, it, I, I don't know if he's just not adapting to Caleb's system or what, but I, I'm I'm not liking the changes that we're seeing. Uh, I'll give him a five for yesterday. All right, and Artur, actually, I know we've talked about it, but that's how I feel about Artur, too. Artur looks so out of sorts this season. Um, I thought he was really poor against LAFC. To be honest, I don't remember how he played against um, Galaxy. I didn't focus that much, but I'll give Artur a five. 
he get he was taken off at the half, so so something must not have been going well. Yeah, for Galaxy, I think obviously it was a better game than LFC. I'll give him a six for that game. It was just average. Um, and then for LAFC, he only played a half, so I can't really give him a full score, but um, I wasn't impressed really with what I saw for the first half, so I'll just give him a five and a half. Already guessed on Saro. Um, obviously, he was fantastic against LA Galaxy and Zlatan. Like, I mean, <laughs> he almost deserved a 10 in that game just for just for getting in Zlatan's head because that's, like, impossible to do. But that was, like, you could tell that that was, like, his goal was to get in Zlatan's head, and it was great. Um, but in terms of the LAFC game... I don't want to put any goals on him because, like we talked about already, they're collective, collective team goals. But I thought he could have done better, so I'll give him a hybrid of a seven point five. Uh, yeah, for Galaxy game, I loved loved him wrestling Zlatan the entire time. Um, he had a couple great slide tackles that were timed perfectly to get the ball away. <laughs> Love seeing that. Give me some more of that. Um, yeah, and then Zlatan was upset like it should have been a foul. That <laughs> I one, I, I forgot. It was towards the beginning of the game. I was like, that was actually was one of angry. the ones. Uh, one of those challenges was the one that Zlatan got fined for for simulation. Oh. It was a uh, sorrow and Zlatan battling in the box. And then Zlatan ended up tripping over Zach who cleared the ball <laughs> away. And then he was just looking up at both of them. Like you can't touch me. I'm Zlatan. <laughs> but anyway, you also can't score. Zlatan can't store in my free stadium. Oh. Right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, for LA galaxy game, I think uh, Gaston was great. I'm going to give him a uh, nine for that game. And then for galaxy or excuse me, for LAFC yesterday. I don't think any of the goals were on him. Um, I think he was positioned well, even went forward a couple times with the ball, trying to move the ball up. Uh, So I'll give him a seven for yesterday. Alrighty, and Hector Jimenez, and this is kind of another tale of two games. Um, He was really, really great against LA Galaxy. He had a great goal. Um, But I just, again, last night, I found him to be, I know there's this whole, you know, what do you want to call it? you know, agenda on whether, oh, people hate Jimenez or, oh, people love Jimenez. Um, I don't find it either way. I actually like him. I think I call him the Swiss Army Knife that I've heard other people use that same term without giving me credit. But um, I didn't think, I don't know, last night he was, there's something was off about him. So he's, an, he's again, I know this is such a cop-out, but I'm giving him an average seven between the last two games. Yeah, for uh Galaxy game, I thought he was fantastic defensively and off offensively getting the goal um i'm going to give him an eight and a half for galaxy game um he was in good positions stopped their dangerous attack um and then for lafc he was actually playing left back last night so that may be one of the reasons that he wasn't as good as he has been because he switched sides so um josh williams was in right back him and his had to hop over to cover for waylon who was out with injury so um I don't think any of the goals were on him except for that one moment where Vela just ran right in between him and Trap. But I think that was more on Trap than it was on uh, Hector. Uh, so for LAFC, I'm just going to give him a uh, five and a half. All righty. And I'm sorry for another segue, but I'm watch- we'll get to this in a minute. But we're watching the United States-South Africa Road to France women's game. And just now the expert who came on was none other than Christina Uncle, wife oh. of the best MLS referee on the planet, Ted Uncle. Gosh. So that just shows you that Fox, for her. the people who run the yeah, who run the FIFA, uh, like the Fox FIFA experts, like Dr. Joe Macknick, like, I mean, that guy knows nothing about the rules. Anyways, um, this is a huge digression. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Mensa, uh, 
I thought he was really bad the whole LAFC game. Again, I, he gets credit for being really good at the uh, for him and Saro. Um, I give Saro more credit than Mensa, but Mensa also was able to contain Zlatan. But last night, um, Mensa had the howler, and it was really just a miscommunication between him and the goalkeeper. And I just uh, so he's going to get a collective uh, six from me. Um, yeah, for Galaxy game, I think he was great. Um, great pair with Gaston. This, those are the, it's a center back pair that we should be seeing week after week. Um, yeah, starting your best two center backs. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, I know. But anyway, um, Galaxy, I think he was fine. He didn't have any moments that um, uh, made me worry or anything. Uh, so I'll give him an eight for that game. And then for LAFC, I actually don't think he was bad during the entire game except for that one moment where he didn't communicate well with Bendik. Uh, so for that reason alone, I'm just going to give him a – I'll be generous and give him a six. It was just an average game. The one fluke shouldn't represent his whole game, but it shows on the scoreboard. It was a pretty big fluke, though. Right. Um, I'm trying to remember here how many shots on – how many saves did – oh. And refreshed. How many saves did Stefan have Wednesday night? It's not letting me open it. It's like that game. I feel like in Galaxy, they were really underwhelming. Like their attack, they didn't generate very much. No, that's definitely true. So that's why I was curious. Um, let's see here. Highlights, stats, great shore prep. Shots on target. LA had three shots on target. So that means um, Zach had two saves. So I'm going to give Zach a nine for that game. He didn't get the shutout. He didn't have tons of saves to do, but he still saved two. So um, he, I'll give him a nine for the Galaxy game. Uh, yeah, for Zach, I'll just give him an eight and a half. Um, he stopped the shots that went his way, except for that last one that got in. Um, but I don't think that was completely on him. It was just a weird position for the goal to fall. Yes, and then the last guy, Bendik, um, he's not Stefan. And I think we should stop pretending he's Stefan or saying that he should be. Um, but w- what we have is a servable, serviceable MLS goalkeeper and can really only be completely blamed for maybe one goal. So I'm actually going to give Bendik a seven. I thought in the first half he was the best player. It does suck on the scoreboard. He let three in. That's not great. Um, so I can't give him like a super high grade. But I think overall um, I don't put the loss on him. To You know, that might you might disagree, but I give him a seven. Yeah, and um, going against what all of crew Twitter is saying, um, I don't think he was that poor either. Um, definitely wasn't a great performance like we've are like we're accustomed to seeing, but we gotta get used to not seeing Stefan. Um, anyway, I think it was just an average performance from him. Like you said, the the um, score sheet doesn't really reflect his play. Uh, so I'm just going to give him a six. It was just average. Hydration break. Crew in the news. So we actually do have a few trades to talk about. Um, nothing super exciting, but I do want to say that I saw a lot of talk that this new ownership is just as bad as old ownership. There's no movement. Nothing's happening. But I would actually grade. Think about this. Give this transfer window a grade. And I have one in mind that I'll give. But just a few things that happened. Miram is out. I am completely overjoyed <laughs> thank you thank you uh but maybe he'll come back <laughs> but um crew received a hundred and hundred thousand excuse me a hundred thousand in gam and an mls draft pick nothing against the guy <laughs> uh but it's just not good enough he's not good enough uh, and i just don't see him starting for atlanta either i mean we talked about earlier that he was coming on as a sub with you know four minutes left in the in extra time left 
Um, I just don't. I think that's a definite need for us is to get a good player there. So I think moving him out um, paves the way for that. And actually, a comp came in. I forgot to look up how much money we spent for him or what we got out of it. But um, I'm excited about speedy wing play. I know Porter said in the past that he likes speedy wing play. Um, and he always slaughters us when he plays us. Yeah. And like, I don't know if it's because he plays with Mensa and uh, um, uh, Awful that he's able to, like, score on them. But <laughs> now that he's finally on our team, you know, maybe he can put some of that scoring to use. Yeah, I hope so. We already talked about Guzman coming from Portland. And then the one that I thought was weird was Lalas was loaned to the Rapids, which I didn't know that you could do interleague loans in MLS. So that was kind of a new one to me. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did see, uh, there's some kind of MLS rule. When Colorado plays Columbus here in two weeks, Lalas is not allowed to play against us. <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> I understand being cup-tied or cap-tied, um, which, by the way, UEFA got rid of that rule for the Champions League. So um, I don't know. MLS always does things two steps behind the rest of the world, but I thought that was interesting. Um, but I'm okay with it. He was the worst center back on our depth chart, so I think Cronali's better, and it's nice to see Cronali on the bench, and I know that that caused some heated debate on this podcast, but but uh, but yes, I'm okay with Lawless leaving. Um, another piece of crew news, um, I know that a lot of you hate hearing and talking about the refs, but um, I do actually want to read a statement, and yes, I'll read it from Pro Referees just because. This is about Christina Uncle's husband, Ted. The Professional Referee Organization acknowledges that an officiating error occurred during the 22nd minute of the match between DC United and Columbus Crew SC on May 4th. The video assistant referee recommended a review of the Pedro Santos goal for Columbus for a possible foul by Columbus midfielder Will Trapp on DC midfielder Luciano Acosta in the attacking phase of play leading up to the goal. Here's the good stuff. The incident should not have been recommended for review by the VAR as the decision to play on was not a clear and obvious error, which is the threshold for VAR inter intervention. Additionally, having reviewed the incident footage, the referee, who has the final decision, should have determined that no foul had been committed in the attacking phase of play and that the original call and therefore the goal by Stantis Santos should have stood. Pro evaluates the performance of every match official and takes necessary steps to continually minimize errors through rigorous testing and training protocols. Additionally, Pro holds its officials accountable and takes appropriate action in regard to future assignments. So, Ted Uncle did, he was fourth fourth, uh, fourth official in the game this week. I don't know if that's typical for them to do every other week, but he was kind of sort of semi-punished. But just not blaming the whole loss on him but I do I do think it's cool that we have a, a referee organization I think from the for the most part I think they're doing a lot to increase refereeing like the refereeing in the league but I don't know what was going on with Ted Uncle so I just want to say that we were right all you people on Twitter being hey whiny baby stop talking about the referee we were right so there alright moving on to uh, should have given us some points yeah, that would have been cool. Wouldn't have been, been like, oh, by the way, we, we automatically award three points to the Columbus crew because we're not going to get them any other way. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because we got three points Wednesday. But but yeah, so then a couple USL games in the 11. Um, Cronali was back on the bench with us, but they do have a game on the 14th. I think it's the US Open Cup game. Um, Birmingham Legion FC, Opoku subbed down again in the 59th minute. They ended up losing 3 nothing to Louisville City. Next, JJ Williams is down there too. Yeah, I didn't see him um, in the sheet though. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's or if he played, but I do know that he went back down there. That's something I have to figure out too, because I don't understand the ability to call people back and forth, back and forth. Like, yeah, it that would, would be drive kind me, of annoying. <laughs> if I was a USL player, like I would feel very annoyed that this MLS player continually comes and takes my spot and then leaves whenever he wants. Right. Come, it, the whole thing's weird. 
But uh, and the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, Lungard, I didn't see his name on any list um, playing recently either, but they have a game on the 14th, the U.S. Open Cup game. Richmond Kickers, Abubakar Kaida is back. Kaida, probably saying that way wrong. I think it's Kaida. Kaida. That's what I say. But they have, on the 15th, they have a U.S. Open Cup game. And Hartford Athletic, again, no crew players with Argudo and Kempen not playing them. But, uh, yeah, we'll see... It'd be nice to ha- not have to worry about like all the loans, but it is kind of interesting to keep track of. Yeah. Um, and, and then, then uh, we got the two injuries. Yeah, we've got Awful, who hopefully is... Have you heard anything about him? No, I don't know where he's at or what his status is right now. Yeah, and then but, Wayland's um, out for two weeks, too. So The only thing that I'll note, or before I move on to that, uh, just something else to note about uh, Bubakar Keita. Uh, he just got called up for the U-20 uh, World Cup, so um, ah. that'll be fun to watch him play in that competition uh tim way got caught up as well so they'll be pairing up on the field hopefully kato can get some time uh playing um so yeah i'm excited for that that's cool. pretty cool uh and then going back to um loanies and players with injury and everything uh what the heck happened to connor maloney why the heck is josh williams playing right back and why is connor maloney nowhere to be found <laughs> That's an interesting question. That's one worth looking up. Because especially after this past game, I never want to see Josh Williams play right back again because that was dreadful. Give yeah. me Connor Maloney, somebody that actually plays in that position. I don't care if he's not as good as Harrison, not as good as uh, Jimenez in that role, but he's got to be better than Josh Williams. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. I completely forgot about him. I feel bad. He's a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> he's not really a great soccer player like in terms of but, I always, whenever I see him I'm like he's a short he's shorter than me but he's like man, he's built like a truck like but I'm he's like, one of those players we haven't really even seen that much from him right that's like true. the only the only games that he's played I don't know it was like early in the season so he didn't have too much time training with the team or something like that I think Saprisa or something yeah he might have played against uh, Saprisa in the friendly I don't remember um but where is he like he just <laughs> he hasn't been in, let's check his Twitter he hasn't been on the bench recently that i can recall but um yeah just don't don't put josh williams right back anymore because that didn't work out too well yeah so yeah no I, I have nothing else to say about that just because i completely agree listener questions at halftime so the question we have is where the heck is connor maloney um his last tweet was may 28th 2019 and told and tagged Mensa, this is truly amazing. So, so oftentimes, he's still alive. <laughs> so oftentimes when they're in the doghouse, players stop tweeting. But no, that is fascinating. I have no idea. That's actually a good question. If anybody knows, let us know. Yeah, so Always use that hashtag, hashtag ask P4C. Honestly, we didn't even tweet it this week. We should have on Wednesday and Thursday <laughs> after our celebration. But after last night, I'm like, ugh. So yeah, anyway, ugh. Caleb, um, you're listening to this because uh, you traded Merrim just like we asked you to. So. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, what's going on with Connor? If you want to, um, and he started sour again. So yeah. I mean, like, and he traded Miram. <laughs> so yeah, Caleb, you definitely listen to this. Um, while I have you on the line, go ahead and get Gonzalo. We need a better striker. <laughs> Just get somebody that can score goals. <laughs> well, while we're on that, hey Bez and uh, Caleb, can we get Timo Werner up in here? <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. You just you need to pay him twenty million, but you know he'll come. He'll come to Columbus. Sure. We've got all that German heritage, so. Final whistle. All right, we're nearing the end of this podcast. 
Um, this is a segment where we discuss the upcoming match, and we have a game next week at Minnesota at the beautiful Allianz Arena, and I'm pretty excited to be going to that game. Um, hopefully we can get a point or something out of it, but anyways, I'll be enjoying my Juicy Lucy, and I'll be enjoying Ethan Finley, and I'll be enjoying Allianz Arena, and I'll be enjoying um, the crew getting three points. I should have started with that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we're going to try to have like a special segment next time we come together um, that will appear on this and the 3 to one pod. Um, but uh, Alex Sprague will be there, Sprague and Mr. Evan, Rich Uncle Skeleton. And we're going to try to record something or other. I'm not sure. I really don't feel like taking equipment, but we'll figure something out if it's on our phones or whatever. Maybe have a little small segment about that game and that stadium for you. But anyway, no pod next week. So catch us back in two weeks. Catch us back in two weeks. Um, so the score predictions for the LA Galaxy were that I had a 1 1 draw. And unfortunately, that was not true. Well, I should say, fortunately, that's true. Fortun- eh, I can't talk. Fortunately, that was not true. And then Dakota had a 3 nothing. Who did you say was going to win? Galaxy. The LA Galaxy. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but that was not true. Face so Paul. neither one of us get points for that. Face Paul which makes this myself. easier. And so LAFC, um, I predicted a 5 nothing loss, which is actually quite close to being true. Um, <laughs> it was funny because like up to the 80th minute, I'm like, man, this is impressive. And then I felt guilty, but then I didn't feel so guilty at then. And then Dakota predicted a 4 nothing loss. That was closer than yours. <laughs> it was closer. And it's funny because I changed it last week. Remember, I was like, nah, I'm going to go. I have 4 nothing. I'm going to go 5 nothing. <laughs> and then Cam, for whatever strange reason, predicted a 2-1 crew win, which is very confusing to me. But Very uh, off-brand. It was very off-brand. Um, the good news is that both Dakota and Todd get one point. So, yay, I'm back in second place with three points. <laughs> And Dakota has nine points, which is pretty close to the number of points crew actually have. So I have Guzman points. That's right. That's right. And I have Josh Williams points. You you have a terrible right back points. (laughs) All right. That's fine. I'll take it. Um, It could be a Bendik plus Argudo. That's what I have. I have Bendik plus Argudo. There we go. Sure. All right. And so Cam has um, Argudo points. Anywho, so what score predictions do we have for the Minnesota? The Minnesotas, they lost to the fire 2 nothing. This league is so confusing sometimes. <laughs> it really is. But So I have no idea what's going to happen. For whatever reason, Minnesota is just really, really hit or miss. They're like really, either really hot or not really hot. Um, it, luckily, their home has not become a fortress yet, so I do think there is some hope that we'll get something out of the game. Um, I'm going to go with my safe. Hmm. I was going to go with a 1-1 draw, but why don't I be... Be adventurous. Why don't I be crazy and say, hey, I'll get my third ever Noron Tour win. And let's say 2-1 crew against the Minnesota Vikings. And I will have who will score. Let's see oh, here. you're doing goal scorers too? Just for kicks and grins because I'm going to predict the goal score for Minnesota. So uh, from the crew, we're going to have Sarah with a goal. And we're going to have Mensa with a goal. And then we're going to have <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> and then we're going to have Ethan Finley score a Minnesota Gosh, goal. So our attack is so great. bad that you predict two center backs to score. There you go. Exactly. Oh, man. Um, I could have gone with a calm. That would have been fair. Yeah, if he plays that much. Oh, what, what am I going to do? Um, Minnesota, they've scored 19 goals and have conceded 18 goals. 
the Columbus crew has scored 12 goals and conceded 18 Wait, goals. Wait, they've scored more goals than us? Yeah. Holy Pretty much cow. everybody scored more goals than us, unless your name is Cincinnati. I feel like they had a lot of shutout losses. Wow. <laughs> no, this is... We're in a bad spot. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know, because... I, I want to be positive. I want to believe that the team is in the right direction that we need to be going in, but I haven't seen anything to back that up. So with that said, Minnesota's at home. They're trying to make it a fortress. I'm going with a 2-1 loss. Wow. There we go. So some of a, one of us is going to move up the table. We don't do any of that fake stuff where you lose points um, like other podcasts do. <laughs> But wow! So uh, is that a brace for Finley then? Uh, does he start regularly? Yeah, he has the last two games. He didn't start one in like the last few, and then he was traded at halftime in this last game. So I'm not sure what to make of that. Oh, I don't a- know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna predict goal scorers because I don't. I don't really care that much. <laughs> yeah, we have a negative six goal differential in Minnesota. What did you say Minnesota had? They have a plus one. They've scored 19, Dang. conceded 18. <laughs> Well, the good news is the crew is still in seventh place. We're just How? above the I playoff line. And, like, let's be fair. At this point, if we can't get it together, I'm not really sure I want playoffs. And pretty much everybody else under us, they have games in hand. So when it's all evened out, I have no idea where we're going to be, but it's not going to be anywhere that we want to be. Are there any, any other uh, MLS games from the week that you wanted to talk about? Um, I didn't really watch too much MLS this week. Yeah, I haven't had time either. But um, I watched maybe like 15 minutes of Cincinnati before I got bored. Um. <laughs> Cincinnati ended up winning that game against Montreal 2-1. And I will point out, Greg Garza started. So I feel yeah. like they're a much better team when Greg, Gar- Greg Garza starts. He's a guy that I think Columbus supposedly made a play for. Um, but we never got him. Yeah, and then I watched... Um, I did watch Red Bulls. Um, against Montreal. Salzburg? Yeah, Red Bull Leipzig? Salzburg. Yep, that's it. Oh, no, I didn't watch that game. Just kidding. I was thinking of something else. Yeah, I think the only, I don't think I watched any MLS this week. <laughs> yeah, and then um, just looking back, last Wednesday, Chicago beat the Revs 5 nothing. So what is going on with Chicago all of a sudden being hot? That's very strange. They have a new Argentine, number 10. So oh, those are good players. I feel like we should do that. <laughs> And then just real briefly on the U.S. Open Cup, um, the second round is next week with the USL teams playing. They play the 14th and the 15th, and then MLS teams will join in the fourth round the week of June 12th. And so, as always, use that hashtag AskP4C, and we'll get you some questions answered maybe. Um, oh, and then unrelated to crew, uh, shout out to Manchester City for winning the league. Shout out to Barcelona for winning the league. Um, Shout out for Dortmund for not letting um, <laughs> for delaying one more week until Bayern will win. So pretty much, if Bayern wins the league next week, um, every champion from last year will remain the champion this year. So and that's who's exciting. your Italian champion? That'd be Juventus with Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo, and then your French champion is PSG. Shocker! Yeah, that's a boring league. But it is, um, I agree. anyway, I just wish we could be happy about the crew. We will when we win the U.S. Open Cup. We want to win all those trophies. But yeah, anyway, reminder to everyone that's getting frustrated. This is rebuilding season. It's frustrating week after week, but got to stick with it. Hopefully next year will be better and the stadium opening year will be even better than that. So 
Yeah, I was joking with a friend the other day that I bet you the new, new stadiums are going to be we're going to take apart my Frey Stadium and then rebuild it in the <laughs> district. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, I don't hate that stadium too much, but no, it'll be good. I think that, oh, we didn't grade it. So I would actually give the transfer window a B plus because brand new team like FO, they actually made moves. Like I wasn't, I honestly yeah. was expecting zero moves this window and I was waiting for the next window for us to do a lot. And so I was actually quite happy with with what that they actually made moves that made sense. It wasn't just some random. Now the Lawless to Denver one, that one's kind of, or to Colorado is kind of a little bit like, no, I'm happy with that because he's he's getting better competition instead of right. if he would would have gone to USL. But so. I mean, I expected maybe more a few of those, but to actually make actual moves to actually get players and get rid of dead weight players, I thought right. was pretty cool. So. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with the transfer window this um this round. I'll give it an A. We got players out that we needed to get out, and we got the thing I liked about the players that we brought in is that we're bringing in starting quality players and not just rotational players like a com. Right. A com yeah. He's definitely going to start. Guzman. Um, over Rubinho, I would assume. Um, and then Guzman, I think he's going to be great replacing Trap if he's going to leave. Um, if Trap doesn't leave, I think that he can beat him out anyway to get this uh, starting spot. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy with the players that we brought in, happy with uh, Miriam leaving. Um, we've touched about that uh, past couple episodes. Um, yeah, but yeah, for sure. Um, and I like that we did this in just the MLS window because the international transfer window is coming up here in June. So buckle up because from the talks of it, uh, it sounds like we're not done this year bringing players in and getting players out. So You got that right. The roster that we have now is probably not going to look the same come July or August. And that Hopefully. is awesome. So on that note, I'm Todrick33 and for at Coda Stewart. This finishes up Conversation 26 and we will see you next time. Bye, Mokolubu.